So I have online programs where it's self-paced and people can just learn about meal prep, meal planning, grocery shopping, and then um, how to cook like really delicious food that that will keep them going because we don't want to eat food that doesn't excite us. Welcome to Plant-Based DFW with Dr. Riz and Maya. In our show, we cover topics about lifestyle medicine, such as healthful eating, physical activity, stress management, building relationships, and improving your sleep. We also enjoy talking about topics such as the environment and animal welfare, and we will bring you experts such as physicians, dietitians, and health coaches. And we also like hearing testimonies from people like you. Meet Marina Janai Triner, who founded Soul in the Raw in April 2013. At first, she wanted to share her raw vegan journey with the world because of all the amazing changes that she had personally experienced. The main one being discovering a strong connection with her body and learning to love herself again after having a very painful past with sexual assault and resulting um, trauma. Today, she is a whole food plant-based wellness coach, and we are going to learn a lot of things about what we can do to um, start off the year eating healthy. So welcome, Arena. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to share with your listeners. I did a little introduction about what your soul in the raw is. And um, can you give us a little background? You mentioned in your introduction um, that you had some past trauma. Do you, do, would you like to talk about that? Yeah, sure. So that is a big reason kind of why I started with food, but it was just, you know, the basis for for transformation. That's also how I work with clients is starting with the food, because I really believe that if we have a really good, strong diet, it's a really, you know, necessary, uh, basic thing we can do for our health. But from there, there's so much more. Um, so I was sexually assaulted in my teen years in high school. And after that, um, I changed my diet actually because my mom inspired me to. She healed from a disease called interstitial cystitis, which is a very painful bladder disease that um, kind of feels like a urinary tract infection, but all the time, mm -hmm. which is horrific. You know, it's just that burning sensation. Um, and she had that for eight years. And then... Um, she actually was able to heal herself through food and, and fasting. And that story really inspired me. And at the time, I, I didn't have major health issues besides a very painful PMS, mm -hmm. which I really think is tied to actually the trauma. Um, and so I, I was just really inspired by my mom and wanting to see um, if I can prevent disease, you know, perhaps I had uh, her disease in my genes as well. So I really wanted to prevent that and, and just living my best life. Mm -hmm. But over time, through the last seven years, I really realized that a big part of it was mental health and really feeling balanced and happy and connected to my body because a sexual assault um, and the trauma that, that ensues from that really kind of made me disconnect from even simple things like hunger cues and um, sensations in my body. It's part of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. And so the food was really the first step to start that beautiful connection that I have really cultivated now. Your mom inspired you um, because of her own health issues. And then you took this on. And then you noticed that you started seeing improvements in just mental health overall. Were you also suffering from depression? 
depression? Yes, yes. So when the, the whole story kind of happened in high school, I was suicidal, suffering with depression. And I was really using food to kind of numb myself from feeling because it was just so overwhelming. And I was so young. I was just 15 years old. And um, yeah, it was very intense. And, and I really didn't have a full joy in life. As a kid, I was very joyful. And I think at the core, I'm a very joyful person. Mm -hmm. But I kind of lost that. So I really wanted, um, intuitively, I really wanted to come back to a sense of joy in life and just get excited every day and, and you know, experience the, the possibilities. But yeah, it was quite severe depression. I never took um, you know, prescription medication or anything, but I kind of dealt with it on my own. And then I went to therapy, which was, of course, really helpful as well. And, you know, we're starting to hear more and more about how um, eating cleaner foods, especially plant-based foods, can actually help with food addictions and also with um, mental health, exactly like what you've described. So you're sort of a living testimony that these um, foods can actually help. And you're mainly uh, a raw vegan, right? Well, that's an interesting question because uh, my mom went through that path. And so I didn't know anything about food at that point. And I just said, oh, well, my mom did this. So I'm going to do the same thing and it's going to work for me. And so uh, my partner and I actually decided to do it together. We were living in Jerusalem at the time. We didn't know any vegans, let alone raw <laughs> vegans. And it was just a crazy thing that we did. But uh, we did that for four years. And the biggest thing is that it did not help my PMS. That was one thing. And the other thing is I read a wonderful book called Becoming Raw mm -hmm. and by Brenda Davis. And I really like science. I've always been drawn to science and, and you know, just getting information that way. Mm -hmm. And when I read that book, it was quite alarming because a lot of the stories in there were about how this diet, you have to be really careful with it. Um, it's kind of hard to fulfill all your nutrient requirements and it kind of lacks in a lot of areas. And so that really opened my eyes. And when I realized my PMS was still as severe as ever, I really wanted to find a solution because I was taking like 10 painkillers a day just to, you know, survive. And it was very extreme. And so then I found uh, Dr. Greger on nutritionfacts.org because I was looking for a anti-inflammatory that would be um, more natural rather than taking, you know, over the counter medication. And mm -hmm. so I found turmeric and just like this whole world of whole food plant-based eating. And so now I, I lean much more towards whole food plant-based and I still eat raw foods, of course, and I love them, but, mm -hmm. um, whole food plant-based I think is the best way for health. Oh, well, that's awesome because I kind of follow that too with Dr. Gregor, his, uh, daily dozen, yeah, uh, it's one of the, like the best tools that I so far um, have used. And I keep a printed list on my refrigerator so that I remember to always take in um, certain foods. But some of my favorites are actually the easy ones like the legumes. They just are naturally in my diet anyway. Um, and then I guess we could talk about other recommendations that you make, but, uh, um, now I'm reading his latest book, the how not to diet. Yeah. I just bought that, but my parents stole it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to have to wait cause they're really excited to read that one. Right. And I heard, um, so the, supposedly the app has been uh, updated a little bit with some tweaks that came from, I was, 
as a result of his new book. So I'm like, oh my God. Cool, yeah. yeah. Very exciting. So um, also let's kind of mention your background before we more, move forward about your coaching program. But so you were born in Ukraine, but you have been be living between Jerusalem and San Diego. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> traveling a lot. So I was born in Ukraine when I was two years old. We moved to Israel with my family, not Jerusalem, but another part of Israel in the south. And uh -huh. then when I was 12 is when we moved to San Diego. And I kind of always wanted to go back to Israel. So then when I finished my bachelor degree here at UCSD, then I moved to back to Israel and I went to Jerusalem to get my master's degree. And I met my partner and everyone always said, you're only going to Jerusalem to meet someone. And I said, no, I want to live there. But then they were right. You came back with the love of your life. Yes, I did. So then, so then he said, you know, I'm really over living in Jerusalem. Like he was born and raised there. And it's, it's quite a tough, you know, tense place to be. So sure. he was just ready to, to leave. And so then we decided to move here back. To, yeah. And my parents were very happy because we live so much closer to them. Yeah, I bet they were happy. So is it true? I've heard that Israel is just a Mecca for plant-based foods. Like it's booming. I, I, did you see that in the time that you were living there or you weren't plant-based yet? So when I lived there, I became plant-based probably like a year or two um, from moving there. And at that time, it wasn't at all. Um, everything changed when Gary Urofsky made his, uh, you know, gave his lecture about the Holocaust and veganism and how animals are treated. And I think that spoke really deeply to Israelis. And it's funny because that's actually how my partner went vegan. I saw that video, but I didn't watch it because it was really graphic and I'm really, really sensitive to especially animals. And I was vegetarian at that time. And I was like, oh, I'll just send it to him, you know. I, I didn't think anything of it. And I sent it to him, and I just remember being in the kitchen, and he was on the computer watching, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, making all these sounds. And then he was like, no way, I'm not eating meat anymore. It was just like that. <laughs> so, yeah, then I think since that point, Israel has become really, really, really vegan-friendly. The last time we visited, there was vegan everything, even at, you know, steakhouses and, like, uh, shawarma restaurants and like really meat heavy uh, restaurants and even you know small little delis like everywhere it's vegan has at least vegan options which is just mind-blowing like Jerusalem did not used to be vegan friendly at all and now it's extremely extremely vegan friendly. exactly that's what I've been hearing how exciting okay so let's move on to um, tips that you would give for 2020 so as you and I know this is the time of the year where uh, people have their list of resolutions and changes that they would like to implement in their life and so it seems like a lot of people get into these fad diets or start hitting the gym at least the first month of the year and then um, things begin to dwindle and people go back to regular routines. Um, can we talk about that? Yeah, that's yeah. so huge. Because to me, I think we should make a resolution every single day. Mm -hmm. But it is great that, you know, the beginning of the year gives people inspiration. It's just about keeping it going and not, like you said, not going into fad diets. So the biggest thing is mindset. And this is like the favorite part for me to work with clients on because when we really work on our mindset, then we're able to kind of 
stick to this as a lifestyle and the mindset work around going plant-based also really helps with um, with our life in general. Like it just makes us happier people. And I really started doing this work um, because of two things. Number one, you know, like, like we talked about the depression and having a lot of mental issues myself and wanting to kind of be a happier person, but also having a business. And so having, you know, being kind of the creator of my own business, having to take responsibility um, over it. So it's kind of like, I like to tell my clients, they're taking charge of their body. I was doing kind of the same with taking charge of money and, and my own business. So that's how I kind of learned this work. So the most important thing I would tell people is to really focus on your why, your reason for wanting to eat plant-based and not only think about it mentally, but really write it down and put that piece of paper in your kitchen, in your wallet, you know, wherever you're going to see it a lot. And when you see that, whether it's, you know, for running around with your kids or even your grandkids when you're older and being around for them, having enough energy for day to day, just feeling good, um, get really deep into thinking of your reason. Um, what really, really lights you up and the most important part of it is the emotion. So it's not just mentally thinking, oh, I just, I want to be healthy. Um, because that's not going to light you up. It's not going to get you excited. So really think about why do you want to be healthy? What is that going to help you create in your life that just like totally excites you and brings you so much joy? And then when you see that piece of paper, um, really bring up that feeling. Bring it up and just allow that feeling to spread through your body and, you know, kind of carry it with you because it's going to reignite your, um, your motivation to sure. live this way. Because as you, I'm sure you would agree, it's not easy yet, like super, super easy to be plant-based because yes, the world is changing, but it's still a minority. Mm -hmm. um, but we need to have that reminder every single day. Yes. And you know, I saw that you had a short video on your Instagram, your IGTV about specifically this, uh, finding your why. I know my whys, but I had never gone through the process like you recommended. So I went ahead and did it. <laughs> and I, I kept asking myself, but why? But why? And um, I had uh, two main things that really came up. One of them is um, now that I know about anim animal suffering, I just know I will never eat another um, animal-based product. It's just something that I know um, that I don't want to contribute to any suffering anymore. I've seen a lot of illness in my family most of my adult life. And now I know that we actually can prevent a lot of these things. The majority of the things that I see in my family are preventable through a healthier diet. And that's just it. <laughs> I don't know if that's a strong enough why, but that's enough for totally. me to... Yeah, I know that I have control. Um, I have a question for you in terms of younger people uh, who may not have any children themselves, you know, say um, someone in their 20s may not be parents themselves or are facing any sort of health problems. What do you typically see if you do see any at all? Um, are the whys for the younger people? 
I think a lot. Well, first of all, I just wanted to comment on what you, you said, because I also, I think nowadays, one of my biggest reasons is like you said, the animal ethics part of it. And I really actually encourage my clients as well as young people. This, this really speaks to younger people as well is mm -hmm. to look into this part because once you know it, you know, you cannot unknow it. And mm -hmm you just yeah you don't want to be part of it um i also participate in the cube of truth here in san diego which is a really great um kind of activist organization where we show footage of factory farms and we just talk to people about it you know raise awareness so i think that's really powerful i used to be a total cheese addict like really bad like i would literally eat blocks of cheese i loved it so much and when I learned about the dairy industry, that really helped me um, quit the, the cheese. So with young people, I, I do work with young people and it's really fun. And I'm young myself as well. Um, but I think, yeah, the ethical part of it definitely speaks to younger people as well as I think just raising consciousness and being more spiritual and more connected. So eating plant-based, one of the reasons that I do it now after seven years is that I really feel like it helps me be more connected to the earth, to animals and to myself as well. And just being more mindful in my life. And then also just things that excite me. Like I love my work and if I don't have enough energy to do my work and if I feel down even for one day, that means that I'm letting down my clients, you know, and I'm not able to do the thing that really lights me up. So connecting to that thing that really lights mm -hmm. them up, whether it's work or their hobbies or their friends, um, and really, you know, realizing that you can actually feel so much better. Like people don't even know how good they're supposed to feel. You know? <laughs> like when I have down which is rare, but of course it happens. And my body just feels like a little bit tired and just not, not to the fullest. I'm just amazed at all the other days, like how amazing I feel. I just go, go all day long until nighttime. And some people never get to experience that. So really helping them kind of visualize, like this is where you can go. This is the vision that you can have for yourself. So I like to actually ask my clients, on our first call to close their eyes and imagine their most amazing version of themselves and whatever comes up, it really lights them up. So that really mm -hmm. becomes a great, you know, connection to your why without even mentally thinking about it too much. Yeah. Wow. That's a beautiful thing and exercise to do. And so you do have, um, uh, a couple of different coaching programs where you, uh, Sometimes you work one-on-one -on -one with clients and then you have other programs. What, what did those look like? So I have online programs where it's self-paced and people can just learn about meal prep, meal planning, grocery shopping, and then um, how to cook like really delicious food that, that will keep them going because we don't want to eat food that doesn't excite us. And then um, I also have one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I coach people for three months and it's very deep and we talk about kind of all areas of their life and wellness, what wellness looks like for them. Um, we definitely focus a lot on plant-based nutrition, how to fulfill all their nutrient requirements, how to eat really healthily, but then also how to be 
you know, well in all the different areas like movement and, and thoughts that they have throughout the day and just being more conscious of um, just how they treat themselves. How do they like their job? Are they happy in their relationships? So I kind of really get to know my clients on a very, very deep level. Once they become your clients, do they also join your private Facebook group or is that separate? They receive my course, actually, my meal uh, prep and planning course. And so um, that that's super helpful just to learn the basics of how to meal prep, how to meal plan, how to go to the grocery store and not feel overwhelmed. They get meal plans as well that help them. Um, you know, I, I like them to just follow a meal plan the first month, more or less, just so they can kind of see, okay, I love this meal. I love this one. This is what I can change. Um, and then next month, they they learn to do it on their own. Um, because I obviously don't want them to depend on me for life. So right. that's kind of how it works. And they also have access to me every day for questions, for check-ins, everything. The two things that you mentioned are so important, meal planning and doing groceries. Because boy, when you hit the grocery store and you do not have a list and you're not prepared, you'll just get whatever you're craving at the moment right? Especially if you go there hungry. <laughs> That's the worst. If you go there hungry. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, I know I've learned to kind of have um, not do groceries until I'm actually well fed, okay, especially if I eat a healthy meal at home, then I'm more likely to go to the grocery store and um, pick something healthy just because I feel like I'm on a roll. It's like, okay, let's keep it going. Let's get some more lettuce. Let's get some more kale. But uh, what are some of the, um, your favorite meals that you like to recommend? Um, I guess we can break it down by uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So I typically for breakfast will have, we talked about this before we recorded. Uh -huh. uh, I love smoothie bowls. I think they're so delicious and you can really pack them with greens and flax seeds and you can really hit some of your daily dozen through that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that smoothie bowl. And for anyone who doesn't know, by the way, the daily dozen is that app by Dr. Gregor where it breaks down the 12 food slash beverages and movement that you should kind of get in. Uh, into your day. So it's a really great free app. So um, that's breakfast. Um, I've also lately been making um, a lot of yogurt. So I make my own homemade soy milk yogurt in the instant pot, which is just wow. soy milk and a probiotic. And it's so good. It's just, I set it overnight and then it's ready in the morning. So I love doing that with berries and dates. Mm -hmm. um, I also love oatmeal course very basic delicious food and then for lunch and dinner since it's so cold I love soups I really enjoy soups and I've really been using my instant pot so much this year or 2015 <laughs> but also 2020 like right now I have two pots full of of stews and soups um, so those are great and they're so easy to make and you can make a huge batch for the whole week Mm -hmm. um, and then Buddha bowls. Buddha bowls are definitely a go-to in our family um, mm -hmm. because in my meal prep, I actually don't make entire meals. I'll make little batches of beans and whole grains and sauces. And then I just mix and match, you know, different ways throughout the week. So I love making Buddha bowls. It's just a bowl of uh, uh, some kind of legumes. So lentils or beans, um, a whole grain, a cooked vegetable, a raw vegetable, greens, and a sauce. And it's just so delicious and um, really nutritious as well. 
Yeah, I remember discovering this place. I think it was in Del Mar that have, and I don't remember the name anymore, that, that have some of the best delicious um, Buddha bowls. And I think at the time I wasn't even, um, when I lived in San Diego, I was not vegan, but I was more vegetarian than anything else. And so I really enjoyed being out there. And now that I'm here in Dallas, looking back, it's like, oh my God, there was so much happening when I was living there and I didn't know about it, but there are many options in your area, aren't they? There are. Yeah. yeah, we're so lucky. Maybe, I don't know if it's Flower Child that you're thinking of. I don't know if it existed when you lived here because it opened not long ago, but I there wonder. are so many options. It's crazy. Like we're extremely lucky, but honestly, I love salad bars. Like even I don't really go, but I have a good friend who loves um, soup plantation. You know, like any salad bar where you can just throw things together um, and make your own salad. It's my favorite. I really love going to Whole Foods. I know it's pricey and it's not not available for everyone. But if you don't have Whole Foods salad bar, you can just find any salad bar in your area and make make yourself the best meal. Yeah, definitely. And what are some of the, I don't know if you recommend like appliances and utensils or little gadgets that one can have in the kitchen to kind of just start meal prepping and cooking more often at home? Yeah, uh, my blender is definitely a staple. So I have a Vitamix. It's really great. It's, it is pricey, but it lasts forever. I mean, I've had it for many years now. Mm hmm um that's great for smoothie bowls for sauces um anything like that even for soups um also a food processor so in there i make things more like hummus like a little less liquid so dips rather than sauces and kind of pate texture so if i want to make like uh lentil taco meat or something like that i'll do it in there and then an instant pot I love it. I make um, chili in there, different soups and stews and the yogurt. And I'm just discovering all the time, you know, new, really cool, cool ways to use it. <laughs> right. Um, I would say the staples. <laughs> and then I also have an air fryer, which I really enjoy. And it just makes things quicker. I wouldn't say it's necessary because you can just use your oven and bake and roast in there with uh -huh. parchment paper or a silicone mat um, to make it oil free. Um, but you can have an air fryer because it's faster. I love making like French fries in there without oil or tofu and it's just really quick. Right. Oh my goodness. I keep hearing about the air fryer too. And I've been holding off only because I really kind of conmari or conmari or however you say Marie Kondo's approach of minimizing things. Um, and simplifying life. So I decided that I was just too obsessed with appliances and and gadgets. So I really said to myself, I need to make full use of what I already have. And so, um, but I'm tempted to get an air fryer because I keep hearing so many things about it. And really the Instant Pot is like our best friend, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Instant Pot. I actually only got it less than a year ago because my grandma moved here and my mom decided to buy it because she was making more food because she lives with my parents and my grandma said does marina have one of these she needs to have one of these so she bought it as a gift it was like the best gift ever it's, just, it's amazing and it's so simple it really is i've timed myself making my sweet potato chili 
that's on my uh, website before it takes 10 minutes. Right. And then, you know, back in the day, it used to be the crock pot, at least for me, where you could just set it and then go away and come back and have your food ready. But um, the Instant Pot is like a blessing. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, so you give a lot of tips on your Instagram as well, um, like traveling. And that one really... Um, uh, resonated with me only because of uh, my own traveling and so I have really had to develop a plan in terms of how I'm going to approach my travels so would you tell us a little bit more about what you do um, and the tips that you give for traveling oh yeah I remember that you left a comment on there yeah <laughs> um, so the comment that you left I think is the most important I think if you can get a place with a kitchen where every you're going it's super helpful that's what we always do we always get airbnb um even when i go when i travel for work i try to get airbnb so i can cook my own meals and then i bring a little um bag with little things like spices and seasonings and even i would bring canned beans if i just you know <laughs> just want to make a meal really quick and if you're able to get through customs you know the more the better i'll just bring little things but if i can't then i will actually plan i'm a planner and i recommend for anyone who really wants to be successful with this lifestyle to really hone in on your planning skills because if you look up places to eat and then places to shop before you go, it's really helpful. So I love using Happy Cow and I can just look up, you know, restaurants um, in the area that are vegan, if, if any at all. Um, and I will look up like organic markets or any kind of health food store that I can shop or even just like a produce market. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's easiest to just get to the place and then ask someone local where is the best produce market, but sometimes it really helps to look it up as well. And for example, we were obsessed with Costa Rica or, okay, I'm obsessed with Costa Rica <laughs> um, and I'm going again this month. And last time we went, I mean, there are no vegan restaurants, so I just learned in Spanish, like how to say no meat, no dairy, no cheese, you know, all the different <laughs> things. And then I also learned their, their most, you know, basic meal, uh, which is casado, which, you know, they have it like everywhere. And it's basically like rice and beans and meat. So we just order that without the meat. So mm -hmm. the point is that you can, you can do this anywhere in the world successfully you know you just like any restaurant you go to even if it's not a vegan restaurant or it's not vegan friendly and nothing is labeled on the menu you just tell them look i'm here i really want a meal that doesn't have any meat um, because in costa rica they don't know what vegan means like they had no idea we were in small villages so they they were like what are you talking about Explain. <laughs> like can you just make me something with beans and rice and no meat and no eggs and no, you know, all the things. And it just really worked out easily. You know, Costa Rica is also one of my favorite countries to visit. Before I went plant-based, I realized, um, well, now I look back and I say, oh my goodness, they have beans for breakfast. They have rice for breakfast, sometimes a tortilla. Um, but if you leave out the egg and the cheese and have more of the rice and the beans you might do well and also fruit and do you also hike because i know that's one of the things that you enjoy doing do you do that in costa rica 
Yeah, we actually, last trip, we did a crazy hike. It was the hardest hike I've ever done in my life. It was um, 18 hours. Oh, my of, God. <laughs> it, it, the highest mountain in that region, called, it's called Cerro Chiripo, and it's 7,000 feet elevation gain, that hike. Wow. Left like at three in the morning and we came back at nine at night, just destroyed. <laughs> it was it was beautiful, but it was really hard. Like I cried in the end. I, I was dying. Oh uh, but it's incredible. Yeah. We really love to hike. And for hiking, one of the things that I love to do is actually pack a lot of snacks um, to take on the hike. And and having those snacks for the whole trip, like especially freeze-dried fruits and vegetables or like any kind of you know dried fruits and vegetables it works really well and I also pack like peanut butter and dates and um those little dates um date coconut rolls Mm -hmm. I don't know if those those are great but you can also get them online so those types of things are really great for hiking well look at that that's a great tip I had not considered what one takes in uh San Diego, you probably are very outdoorsy as well, right? Because there are a lot of trails to hike there. Yeah, it's my favorite part about living here. And also the weather really allows it, you know, to hike pretty much year round. I know I miss that. And so in your coaching program, you probably also have some challenges with your clients. Like, are there some things that your clients struggle with the most? And how do you get them back on track? It's funny to say, but... They don't struggle all that much because I think by the time they decide to do it and it is a lot of work and it's a big commitment to, you know, work on yourself and your health for three months and, and pay for it and invest in it. So by that point, they're pretty committed um, to doing it. So they do really well. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the challenges that they do have is actually usually not around the food because we, I just give them the meal plan the meal plan is broken down for four weeks every week tells them exactly what to meal prep on a Sunday, what to shop for. So it's just very easy if they follow it. Um, So they really don't struggle with that much. And even clients that I have that go from eating like chicken wings and just like ordering from Uber eats every day and they transition kind of overnight. I mean, what, what they would struggle with um, is a little bit of like a detox symptoms, so like headaches and not feeling their very best for like three days and really having to rest. But sure. once they get through that, it's really easy. And they love, they love almost all the food, you know, of course, it depends on your specific preference, but they really enjoy the food. Um, some of the things that we work on, on the mental side of things is, um, you know, different, different ways to get happier. Um, so I had a client, for instance, who really didn't enjoy his job. And so we were really working on, okay, how are you going to still enjoy life, even though there are all these struggles at work and you just feel really discouraged by that? Mm-hmm. Um, learning to be present and living in the moment, um, learning to, <laughs> this is a big one. And I think it affects, it also affects our life, our diet and our food choices is victim mentality. So what I mean when I say victim mentality is like those moments when you're like, Oh, why is, why are all the bad things happening to me? Um, so it's about like complaining and just saying like, 
oh, why do I have to do this and this thing right now? Why do I need to do this and this thing right now? And that really leads people to either um, choosing unhealthy food at some point in the day because they're just like so unhappy and they feel like everything bad is happening to them. They want to reward themselves by the end of the day. So this is something that comes up with pretty much all my clients that we talk about. And it's so normal. You know, we all have that, like when you're sitting in traffic and you just start complaining and it just really puts you in kind of a negative mindset where, um, where you treat food in the same way and you feel like things in life are happening to you. You're not making things happen. And when you're supposed to make this huge change, this huge lifestyle food transition, it's really about harnessing your inner power and your inner kind of creation power that you can create a new lifestyle for yourself. You can change your life. So if you don't feel like you can, you're really not going to. So that's, that's kind of a struggle that we talk a lot about. But it's funny to say that by the time we, I work with my clients, they don't struggle with grocery shopping. Um, they may have some cravings um, sometimes, but I think they pass pretty fast because, again, as I said, they love the food, they enjoy it, and, and they have a strong motivation and reason to do it. Like They're very excited. And I also check in with them every day. So they kind of have that accountability of like, okay, I'm accountable to myself and to another person. So I really, really want to do this. It sounds like you've developed a strong uh, foundational program with tools that um, are pretty much easy to understand and use. And so if you give your clients that foundation, then they, you know, they know exactly what to do. And like you say, you set them free so that they can do this on their own. Um, we should add also that you have taught vegan classes in the San Diego area, including Jimbo's, Ecoverse, and the La at the La Jolla Library as well, right? Yeah, I teach all the time. Actually, this month I'm teaching as well a, a ton of classes because as you <laughs> said, it's a, it's a big month. Everyone's kind of interested in their lifestyle right now. So yeah. I'm teaching um, for the Plant Pure Pod here locally. Um, and I'm teaching uh, smaller classes, but I mean, all kinds. And I also have a live training as well. Um, you actually have a seven day plant based challenge. Um, let's talk about that and your website and what people can find on there. Yeah, yeah, I would love for everyone to jump on the challenge. So it just lays out exactly what to eat for seven days. It gives you a grocery list and a meal prep guide as well, which I highly recommend following. So you, you just it would take you between an hour and three hours, depending on how you know fast you are in the kitchen. But it just makes uh, um, preparing food during the week so much quicker and easier. Mm -hmm. And then I also have daily videos, and they're on different topics that have to do with plant-based eating. So the, it's like a mini video course that goes with the challenge, and it's really great. Um, I've had hundreds of people go through it already, and they absolutely love it. So what is the first step for people to um, become familiar with your work? Is it the challenge or um, signing up for your grocery list? Because that's what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think that I think the challenge would be amazing. It's really well organized. It's very simple. And, and it's a great way to get started with plant based eating. And then if people are interested in coaching and having, you know, the deeper experience, then I have a link on my website, uh, where they can sign up for the first call with me. It's a complimentary call. And I literally coach them for an hour on 
their vision for their health and what could be, uh, be in the way, you know, any challenges that they could face um, and just really coaching them through all of that so they can walk mm -hmm. away with really actionable steps to take. Yes. And your website is soulintheraw.com. Yep. And what is your group coaching program? Because I see the one-on-one -on -one coaching and your online programs, and then you have a group coaching program. Yes, I do. It was a three-month program that I did last year that I might okay. do again this year. Right now, I'm really focused on the one-on-one -on -one still. Um, but the group was really nice because it was all, you know, women that are really in the same kind of level and they want to, they kind of started, but they really want to continue going. So I think as soon as I work with enough clients that would want to do a group and then they can support each other and they can have my support as well. That is so important for people to be able to support one another and share their experiences. And your website also has resources like recipe books and staples and some of your favorite products. And you have an ebook as well, right? Yes, I have a cookbook that's ha that has over 70 recipes. And then I have my one month meal plan, which comes with a video course as well that teaches you about nutrition and cooking. The best thing to do if you want to get started is just start the challenge and then follow me on Instagram because I'm very active on there. I post pretty much every day, like Maya said, different tips and uh, recipes and um, just inspiration to be plant based. Do you have any other tips or information that you would like to share with us? I would like to just encourage you to get started. Like if you're listening to this right now and you're kind of getting excited, but also nervous. Um, yeah, it is a little bit scary because you're changing something and it, it can feel like a huge change. But the thing is that once you do it, it's not that big anymore. You know, it's very simple and over a very short period of time, it becomes your normal. Like right. I don't struggle. I don't have cravings. I just live this way. I've lived it now for seven years. And of course, in the beginning, I did struggle. No doubt. It took me time <laughs> to transition. But now I just love it. I would never have it any other way. And I'm so grateful that I found this lifestyle through my mom and through all the amazing, you know, plant-based doctors and resources out there. So don't think about it too much. Just get started. Do the seven-day challenge. And you can always email me with questions. I communicate with you every day during the challenge. So mm -hmm. it's available and it's just a wonderful thing. Right. And I see that you have a YouTube channel as well with videos that you make. And it's also called Soul in the Raw. Yep. And it's a beautifully put together uh, channel. So congratulations on all that you're doing. And I want to mention, I don't know if you knew, but we um, are also a pod here in Dallas. So just like you guys have a Plan Pure pod in Dallas, in San Diego, oh, we are a pod here in Dallas. Oh, cool. I think I yeah. did see that. I yeah. think I did, but that's, that's really, really cool. And you have a lot of interest, a lot of people coming to the meetings. Yes. And we were, as plant-based DFW, we also collaborate like like with people like yourself, health coaches and dietitians and other experts, um, people who do meal prepping or food demos, because we understand exactly like what you were saying, that the support is like key. Um, so at first it may seem like it's hard, um, that it's like starting all over again. But you know what? It's like 
with any meal plan or anything that you start that you're learning to redo, it is that way. You've learned to live a certain way for 20, 30, 40 years, depending on your age. And then it's like, okay, reprogramming. But it may seem hard, but it really is not that hard. And especially when you come together with like-minded people, you share ideas and tips and you help one another. So um, yes, yeah. that's such a good point that I forgot to mention is the community is huge. So yeah. <laughs> if you can get that locally, that's amazing. And if not, then online, there are so many groups like Forks Over Knives has an amazing group and so many different Facebook groups that you could join. And, you know, in person is always the best, but then there's the online option too. Yeah. And so then one last thing about your speaking engagements. Um, where can people find you if they are in San Diego and want to attend in person to see you speak? I post all the events on Facebook. That would be the best place. So my my Facebook for my business. So it's facebook.com slash Marina at Soul in the Raw. Okay, there's so much information here. I can't wait to start um, getting into your challenges as well and being involved as well because I like to learn myself. Well, thank you, Marina, so much for um, all your information that you've shared and for the resources that are available. And your website again is soulintheraw.com. You're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you have a YouTube channel. I hope I'm not forgetting anything else. I guess if people want to reach you, just start with a seven day challenge. Yes. And if you okay. can post that link somewhere for people, that would be great. I will definitely post all of that information. And it's been a pleasure and it's been fun chatting with you, especially since you're in San Diego. I feel like I'm connected again, at least a little bit. So you too, Maya. It was yeah. so wonderful to talk with you. Well, thank you and enjoy your 2020. Thank you been listening to the plant-based dfw podcast show if you like our content please like share and leave a review our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community